to Coop with McCarthy in support on the inside. He takes the reverse pass and dashes 20 yards to touch down between the posts. Welcome to another edition of Rabbit Eyes Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by my loyal co-host and friend, Darren Brownie Brown. What's doing, Brownie? Yeah, g'day, chaps, and g'day to all the listeners out there. How you been? Mate, not too bad, mate. I'm uh, still on the on the straight and narrow, mate. No beers, 35, 36 days, something like that. We, me and you got up early and we're down there for the 400 club at Maroubra Beach. A bit of rowing, a bit of skipping. Yeah, what a great time of the morning to get up and... Get amongst it, chaps. The sun was out. It was a beautiful day down there at Maribor Beach. Six in the morning. Good crew of blokes. Uh, Emma McGuigan was there, the only female. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good stuff. And, chaps, congratulations, mate. That's, you're going outstanding. Yeah, I've been enjoying uh, the training, mate. No, I mean, it's a lot easier when you're when you're off the squid ink, mate. But, yeah, things, um, things seem to – you seem to get more energy out of it. And, I mean, that's all thanks to Blast Pit. Nick and the boys down at Blast Pit, loyal sponsors. Shout out to you guys. Mate, we've had a couple of passings, um, Brownie, in the last couple of weeks. Um, very sad. South Sydney, immortal, in my opinion. Absolute legend of the game. Paul Sate passed away last week. Um, they had the funeral here at the South Juniors. We're here at um, our sponsor, the South Juniors, up in... Studio up here, they had his um, wake here yesterday. Henry Morris, uh, watched a bit of a long line. Henry Morris did an amazing speech um, and just basically spoke about how South Sydney through and through Sadie was and what sort of bloke he was and what sort of player he was. Um, yeah, very, very sad, mate. Yeah, very sad news and condolences go out to the Sate family who haven't had the opportunity to send our... Um, condolences to the family. Yeah, a local junior chaps from the Matraville Tigers uh, made his debut in 1968 for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, played 165 games, uh, 16 tests for his country and went to three World Cups as well. Mm, yeah, three World Cups. Um, what a real legend. Um, I've heard some stories in the last week or two about the 1970 Grand Final when Bob Fulton, the immortal himself, Bob Fulton, who was in the centres, marked up. Sadie marked up against him, even though he played a lot of his career in the forward, Sadie. Um, done an amazing job to shut down. Probably the best player in the comp at the time, um, especially on his feet. Really agile, really mobile. Could beat you on the outside, could beat you with ball play. Mm. Fulton, um, a real individual player he was. And Sadie did such a good job on him. They um, touched up Manly that day with a, with a nice win. Well, you just mentioned, chaps, that he played a lot of his footy in the forwards and he only moved to the centres to accommodate the great man, Ron Coote. Once Ron Coote left to go to the Roosters, he went back to the forwards. But just a great versatility, a utility player, a ferocious competitor. Didn't get the opportunity to watch him play, but I've seen a lot of his highlights and, yeah, what a player he was. Yeah, great man. I was speaking to our workmate there, Les um, Woody Davidson. You might have seen him in the new hoops jerseys with South. Um, been putting it on their social media there with the great Mario Fennick. He said when he first came down, he played a bit of reserve grade, and his coach was Paul Sate. 
Mm. And he taught him taught him a thing or two about um, not backing down. They backed down from anyone on the rugby league field, and uh, that's exactly what Les Bundy Davison did. Well, he did a little bit of, of his co- career. Yeah, he did a little bit of coaching, and he gave some great advice to to Bundy. And um, like you said, chaps, coached in the lower grades here at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but he also coached in the Wollongong competition as well. So did a little bit of coaching after he finished, and gave back to the great game what gave him so much. Yeah, and his kids have been um, heavily involved in the Labrus Panthers out there, Offo uh, as a player and coach, and um, also his son Stitch, who's, who's a great surfer too, um, pioneered a lot of the surfing over there in La Perouse, whereas a lot of the kids grew up there to be football players, but hmm. um, there's a lot of them are surfers and they love the ocean. And I believe he's got a grandson playing as well? Um, yeah, I, I think it's Offo's young bloke. He's in the halves over there in the Cronulla system, so keep an eye out for the, the Sate name, which is still... Alive and well in rugby league, mate. I believe he's um, tracking pretty well. You can imagine how tough he'd be if he's a Sate. Mm. So uh, keep an eye out for young Sadie there. Um, look, South named the Dream Team in 2004. That was players from 1908 right through to 2004. And there's been a lot of players pulled the jersey on in that time, Brownie. And, and look, Sadie was in that Dream Team. So that's 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 the sort of calibre of player mm. that the great Paul Sate was. Yeah, well, you just only seen... All the comments once he passed away, what the fans thought of Paul Sate, and it's no wonder he was named in that particular team, chaps. He was a great player, a great person, and uh, yeah, he'll be sadly missed. Now, we're going to talk about a lot of players now. South Sydney have named some squads recently. Um, I think it's first grade right down through all the pathway systems, men's and women's. Just before we get on to that, chaps, just another passing. Uh, Ian Scats Vernon. We spoke about Ian Vernon on our last show. Um, he was battling. He was on life support. Well, unfortunately, he lost his battle um, and he passed away. Now, his funeral will be on the 15th of December at 1pm at St Andrew's Church, Malabar. Um, so if you did know... Ian Vernon, better known as Scats to all his mates, the Phantom Whistler. He was known on the Ray Hadley show on 2GB for many, many years. Uh, great fella. Like I said, he played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the lower grades. Um, yeah, so pay your respects on the 15th of December. He was a champion fella and well known. Yeah, I didn't know him personally like you did, Brownie, but I do remember listening to him on the Ray Hadley show after we won the grand final. It spoke for five or six um, minutes on there, glowingly. You could tell the respect that Ray had for him as um, one of his long-time listeners and obviously even had a nickname on the show, the, the Phantom Whistler. So, well, he met uh, him at the Harold Park Trots, a great mate of mine, Mark Smith, who was very good mates with Ian Vernon. They were up in the box one day and he heard Scats whistling and Ray Hadley said to Mark Smith, who was a trotting trainer and driver himself, Who's that bloke whistling? I want to meet him. And it just went from there. And um, he had a great respect for each other and knew that he was a knockabout from around Redfern and Waterloo. And, uh, yeah, he's a tremendous fella. And uh, once again, he'll be sadly missed. He certainly will. Um, yeah, just um, on the squads at South City name, we're going to go right through them. And um, we're going to speak a little about the depth in first grade. We'll go through position by position and try and break it down. As best we can, um, tr- just bear with us there. There's a lot of players to get through here. Um, so, chaps, uh, just with the, the top squad, uh, top 30, obviously, and we've got one spot left by the looks of it. We've named 29 players. Does, 
that just leave an option for a player midway through the season if we do have injury crisis? Well, you've got your NRL development um, players there. They've named um, six of those. A couple, couple of veteran older blokes um, coming through reserve grade. But you've also got that real young crop as well that are a chance of grabbing that top 30 spot. So, I mean, it's nice to leave an option open. You wouldn't want to have your top 30 I'm signed, sealed and delivered now, Brandon, because in a preseason, a lot of things can happen mm. on and off the field. Uh, we've got a long way to go mm. um, before we kick off over there in Vegas in, in early March. So I think it just, just opens the door for, for people to put their hand up and continue to do the right things on and off the training paddock uh, to try and win that position. Look, you never know. We could get someone from outside the South Sydney system. You know, it, it, look, you never know who be, could become available um, due to unforeseen circumstances at another club. But, look, I'm pretty happy with the squad they've named there. I think there's a lot of um, lot of balance in it. Um, it's not it's not top-heavy in, in any spots, I think. We've got depth in all positions, and we might go through those positions right now, starting with the fullback position, the coveted fullback position, which has become a very important um, position in a rugby league team now, Brownie. Well, it is. It's very important position part of your spine and it's very important that the football that the fullback plays these days is a little bit different than how it was played many many years ago he's a ball player now he's got to be a runner uh, he's very uh, vocal in defense he's got to be uh, instructing his players where to go and uh, yeah Latrell's doing a great job there back at fullback but um, we've got a little bit of depth there now as well where last year it was only Taffy that could really play there once uh, Latrell was out, injured or suspended or uh, state of origin duties. But, yeah, well, there's a couple of players there that can take his spot now. Well, you've got a veteran winger there in Alex Johnson who at the rep level at PNG jumps in there at fullback and does a great job um, out the back there organising the, in defence and also bending the corner, getting on the outside of those block shapes and stuff like that. Tyrone Munro, a real wild card in this team. I believe he's come back fit, vocal, ready to go. Big, tall, strapping young man with um, exciting speed and a real good touch for the game. He's got a bit of a kick about him as well, which you like to see your fullback have to jump in and play a, a pivot role and might have to do a kick at times. And Tom Munro could develop into a long-term fullback, Brownie. Well, I, I think he will, Chaps. He's played a lot of fullback in the pathways coming through. We've seen him play a lot in that position uh, throughout his development and probably a lot of work in the off-season will go into Ty Munro in that position. And um, like I said, if Latrell happens to uh, be out for some reason, uh, Ty Munro can jump in. He certainly can, mate. Um, look, the other one who has played a bit of fullback, but I'm not sure when the last time he did, was Jackie Whiten. I mean, he came into first grade as a fullback, so he's someone who could jump back there in a pinch as well. Mm, yeah, we just spoke about versatility not long ago with Paul Satan this bloke uh his versatility all over he can play a number of different positions and we've got him in a number of different positions as we speak about this side uh moving forward yeah jack whiten without a doubt can play fullback at a pinch we were at training the other day speaking to the coach and someone sort of asked him out of the blue about where is he playing and all that and he just said the coach just simply said look he'll be in the 17 mate yeah he'll in, be in on other the grass. words in other words he can just play anywhere yeah that's right you've got to have him out there it's just his physicality. Um, we'll get to him in, in when we cover the other positions. But uh, wing, um, Alex Johnson sits at the top of the tree there. 
he's only was it twenty odd tries from from breaking the record of the great Kenny Irvine. So I mean, who's to say he won't do it this year? If big, not, he'll do it in two years. Big Can't chance. Um, he's going to be on a really um, shit hot left side again, Brownie. I think Munro is, is the leading contender for that right wing position. Um, barring a disaster in pre-season, I can't see him getting bumped. And we know that Tassie could be um, struggling to get in the side if, if they if they have um, White and Graham in the centres. We will get to the centres, but Tass could also be an option there. You've got Isaac Thompson, Tane Milne, and Leon Ta'au, who's in the top 30. We haven't probably seen the best of Leon. He's been um, injury-riddled since we come down here, but you, look, you never know. Yeah, it's a position that we've got a little bit of depth there now, chaps, haven't? Isn't it? With uh, the inclusion of Jack White, and it pushes a lot of other players into other different positions. And uh, Zaya Tass is one of them, and and obviously um, Ty Munro, the season that he had last year, made his debut last year. He played a couple of games. He did everything right. He was exciting. He's a try scorer. Um, he loves the tough carries, and I'm with you on this one, chaps. I think he will nail down that right wing position, barring uh, injuries. Well, and the other real wild card in that one is Hazen Mellis, um, uh, his second generation NRL player. His father, Vince Mellis, played both for the Warriors and over in England. His mum, I'll just forget his mum's name um, off the top of my head, but she played um, basketball for New Zealand. Mm. So she's a real um, athletic background. And we've seen just little snippets of him. Um, he's able to get off the ground in high point balls and stuff like that. They kicked across to him, runs in pretty hard. He's got an offload on him. Look, he's still developing and learning the game defensively, but he's someone to, to keep an eye out for. And he's in the in that dev position now too. So oh. they, can, they can get an opportunity. I think it's um, after June. After June, yeah. Without a doubt, chaps. Uh, he's very sport-talented family. Like you just said, his mum played basketball and he's, I played against his old man. So a uh, very good player. And um, had a couple of injuries last year, so which probably stopped the development of Hazen Mellers for a little bit. But I'm sure a pre-season uh, with the top grade, uh, he'll definitely improve early on in uh, season 2024. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now the centre position which has been in sort of lockdown there by Graham and Tass. There's another contender coming in. Uh, this bloke here, he absolutely loves collisions. He's extremely professional. He's played uh, – he's very rare. He's played 250 games. He's close to 250 games, so he'd be the most experienced player in our squad, Brownie. Mm. Very rare you can bring in a rep-quality player like that with that sort of experience. Mm. Yeah, no, he's outstanding, chaps, and I'm just so happy that he's signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He's that good that – I've seen a report today, Michael Maguire wants to have a chat with Jack Whiten about coming out of retirement for representative football. Michael Maguire has just been appointed the New South Wales origin coach for the next couple of years and he wants Jack Whiten back in the team. Well, um, well look, look, you never know. Um, we might have to have a chat to uh, Madge. Because you can't have him, mate. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we got him up here. <laughs> and, and once again, chaps, it, with White and coming to the club, it just adds depth in that position once again. Isaiah Tass is probably going to be the unfortunate one to miss out once again, barring injuries, uh, because you'd assume that Jack White and Campbell Graham will be the centre pairing 
Um, you've got Tane Milne there and Isaac Thompson, who finished off the year sensational in uh, New South Wales Cup uh, when they won the grand final. Yeah, it caught the eye of the, the coaching staff, no doubt about it. Um, some of his um, football that he played at the back end of the year, um, we, we've seen him as that right winger and stuff coming through. He's got, he's got his um, body in some pretty good shape and I can imagine... Um, Looks like he's lost a couple of kilos. Yeah, he, he's, he's a little bit lighter, I suppose, and which, which is good for his explosiveness and, and also his agility. Um, we know that he's got that big wingspan about him. He, he's sort of like a build a bit like um, our Campbell Graham, isn't he? You know, like that mm. tall, rangy, um, powerful sort of guy. So, yeah, he, he'll be someone that will definitely come into calculations. Tane Milne, we know he's played centre. Um, so he's another one that will come into calculations. We've even had um, Cam Murray have to jump out there at times and, and he can do a job, not a problem in the world. Well, I haven't had a look at the forwards yet, chaps, but Tane played a lot of 13 for Fuji in the recent Pacific Championships. Yeah, he did. He jumped in there and uh, put the put the head in right in the middle of the field there. So he's a, he's a tough nut, Tane, you know, and a real good character to have around the joint. So just just looking, just recapping that, Brownie. I think I think Latrell's fullback. You're going to have um, AJ left wing. This is um this is the Rabbitohs radio team. This is not the South Sydney team or anything like that. I think it's Jack White and will be left centre. Campbell Graham right centre. Brownie, is that is that what we're thinking? Yeah, so I'm thinking far? the same. And Cody Walker. We'll, we'll definitely be 5-8, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, and the depth coming in behind him, I think you can look at um, guys like Jack White, who's played 5-8 um, in a pinch if we have dramas in that position or or, or whatnot. We've also got Lockie Elias, so I think he can play 5-8. Um, he'd be a good little um, power running 5-8 there. Joy Gray, who's another little wild card that I think surprised people that he was in their top 30. So part of... Signing Joy Gray last year off the Brisbane Broncos and all those, the Gold Coast Titans want him. They all wanted him off mm. that schoolboys carnival. Didn't know that part of the contract was getting him in the top 30. So he's going to be someone who's um, he's got a big learning curve to come up in the offseason. Yeah, similar to Hazel Mellers, the young kid that we just spoke about. He's had an injury-riddled season over the last couple of seasons with a hamstring injury, Joy Gray. And hopefully it can get that right because there's big raps on the kid. Unbelievable football brain. Um, according to some of the boys in the coaching staff, um, his willingness to learn, how quick of a learner he is. His height um, can be a bit um, strange to see because he's only short. Uh, I think I mentioned he's got that Alfie Langer look about him. That mm. I wasn't saying he was like Alfie Langer, but um, he's got explosive speed. You know the other position he can play, Brownie, is fullback as well because mm. his first step, he can just get on the outside of just about anyone. His draw and passing games as good as anyone. And like you said, Chaps, he's got a great football brain on him and uh, be really excited to watch him progress over the, the course of 2024. But there's another kid on the rise as well, and Dion Tiapu. What a season he had uh, for the New South Wales Cup team. Don't be surprised if he gets a couple of opportunities in the trials and the, uh, the charity shield. This kid can play. Big kid. Um, really guided the team home at the back end of the year along with his um, half partner, Dean Hawkins, who we'll talk about in that next thing about the halfbacks. Um, yeah, I like what I've seen from him. Good ball runner. Um, he's not scared to take it to, right to the line. Uh, ball play before the line, through the line. Got a little short kicking game on him. And great thing about him, he's been with the club a long time. Uh, we got him over from the Tigers system um, around 16, 17 years of age. So he's been through the mats, the ball, the flag, reserve grade. The next step is first grade. We've seen what he can do in the trials against Manly earlier in the year. 
I think he scored at trick Brownie in, in the first 40 or 50 minutes. So, um, yeah, it was very exciting. He, he? He's one to look out for, no doubt about it. He's got to make that big leap. It's a big leap from reserve grade to first grade, and I'm sure he's capable of doing that. Now, looking at the halfback position, um, I think Lockie Ilias probably is at the top of the list. He played majority of the season this year, but probably lacked a bit of form late in the season. Tackle five, didn't really get the job done back into the year. He's kicking game, but defensively, yeah, I think he's the best um, best in the halves defensively that we've got in the club, no doubt about it. And he was one of the first blokes back in pre-season, Brownie. Wasn't asked to come back, come back mm. a month earlier because he knows he's got to work on his game. And he's got a bloke coming up his backside called Dean Hawkins who's got a fantastic kicking game. Mm, you know, he certainly has. He's probably got the best kicking game in the club at the moment, Dean Hawkins. And like you said, Lockie Elias, uh, there was a lot of pressure on him at the back end of the season. Um, he lost a lot of bit of form. So did a lot of other players. So, but the forward pack was sort of was getting beaten uh, most weeks, and you know a halfback's only as good as his forward pack. If you're playing off the back foot a lot, mm. um, it can be well, tough. Well, I put I put the halfback's performance down to ball control. If if you're completing high chaps, uh, you're going to get opportunities to create opportunities um, down your left, down your right, and look, we we can see what Lockie does uh, when the forwards are going forward. But like you said, Chaps, there's a little bit of depth there now and um, I'm sure Lockie will get the first opportunity, but Dean Hawkins uh, won't be far too far behind. And just to correct myself earlier on, Hazen Mellor's parents, it's actually um, Charmaine Mellor's mate. She uh, played the Olympics for New Zealand. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just, to re- just to correct myself on that one. But, yeah, the halves... Brownie, your Joy Gray comes into calculations. He can play half-back as well. We've seen him do that um, in, in a brief stint early in the ball last year before he had those hamstring problems. And I think Cody Walker can play number seven as well, mate, which we haven't seen him play there, but there's no doubt he could jump in there and do a job if we had to. Yeah, well, there's a couple of different combinations there. I mean, if Cody was to play seven, well, then obviously Jack White and, uh, becomes an opportunity to play six. Very Two very experienced players. Played a lot of football, a lot of representative football. So, you know, who knows? That might be the combination that JD wants to go with. Uh, it'll depend on how they perform throughout the off-season and in the pre-season trials. Yep, no doubt about it, mate. Um, front row. And now um, this is a position where, I mean, you, you can't have enough front rowers, can you? Mm. You know, you want... You want four of them fit and you want two suspended, I think. <laughs> One of the quotes <laughs> out there. And I think... Um, we, we've got plenty of blokes who put their hand up for suspension, including Tommy Burgess. Who well, put it, put it this way, chaps. If we've got um, forwards suspended, well, I suppose not for uh, spear <laughs> tackles or lifting, I wouldn't mind that because I believe our forwards have got to get more aggressive. Yes. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, I don't mind them giving away a penalty here and there either. I know people complain penalty, but yeah, but look, that's just them coming in with intent um, to, to whack the opposition or coming in... Um, running as hard as you can to try and knock the bloke over in front of you. And I think, well, you want to get it over your opposition, don't you? Your opposite I, number. I think our probably our best forward front rower at the moment is Junior Satola, but I'd like to see him get a bit angrier. Yeah. Um, he, he's such a nice guy. Like, He's so talented. He's big, the big hips he's got, once he starts to roll and motor and land on his front, he's hard to handle, but just, just like to see him get a little bit more aggressive and put a whack on here and there. Before last year, Chuck, he was playing a lot of games, but last year he... he 
succumbed to a, a couple of injuries. It was in that first game. He was out for a couple of weeks uh, with a head knock. And then after that, it was just back-to-back injuries. And he couldn't really get a roll on uh, in terms of games played. Uh, hopefully, he can have a better season this year injury-wise and uh, get back to that form that won him the George Pickham medalist. Well, the year we won the oh, – not won the grand final, made the grand final against the Panthers there. I think it was Junior, Tom – and Mark Nichols missed a combined total of two games or something like that. Mm. You know, that, and if you've got a, that consistent front row rotation, it, you don't have to worry about a mm. lot, a lot of things. Bringing blokes in that are underdone. Now, so you got Junior Tommy. You know, we know what he's like. We know what he brings. Um, he's been a very experienced campaigner. Not many blokes can get the ball off a standing start and make fifteen meters mm. like Tom Purchase does. Just come off the back of a really, really strong. Uh, test match series against the Tongans over there in the UK. I thought he was outstanding for the uh, Poms and really looking forward to a big season uh, for Tommy B. Yep, for sure. Um, coming in behind him, probably the, um, one of the most talented guys coming out of the pathways in the last few years, but just hasn't really um, had back-to-back games. I think he's had one good game here and then he, he sort of drop off a bit, Davey Mawale, who, um, Davey, Davey, Chips and Gravy, we, we named him a few years ago, um, lovely kid, um, coming out of the Coogee Wombat system, I think his parents lived over there at Hillsdale, which, where the high performance centre is now, um, Davey's just, probably got to get that little bit more, um, professional, in the, in, mm. and get, get up to speed there, he's still only a baby, Yeah, Davey, he's only very young, it's hard to come in at 18, 19, 20, in the middle of the field, and really be a dominant presence, like he probably, in the, in the junior pathways, he was just bigger and stronger and mm. had a bigger motor than everyone. So, But when he stamps his authority, he's a really, really strong player. He's very hard to handle. He gets quick play of the balls and he carries a really strong. So we need more of that from uh, Davey because, you know, if, if he wants to break into the top 17, he's got to be performing like that week in, week out. I think I can remember a big hit he done against the Bulldogs and the commentator sort of went off about it. Like, well, you, could, you almost hear the bloke's ribs crack. So we know he's mm. capable of it. And um, Shaq Mitchell finished the season off in, in style there, winning a premiership in New South Wales Cup. Played um, in and out of the first grade. He's just getting bigger and stronger. I think he's got to get that core a little bit stronger and tighter. Mm. Once he gets all that... Um, over the length of this full preseason with the big boys, probably his first real preseason with first grade. Mm. Um, not having to be a train and trial, he's an established first grader. He'll be better for the run. Looking forward to him. Another one who's very hard to handle, chaps. Big body. Um, he's very skillful. We haven't really seen his skill played out in, in the top grade yet. He's got a very nice little short passing game. He's even got a little kicking game. So, but yeah. I'm not sure we'll uh, we'll see that in the top grade. But yeah, Shaq, he's, uh, he'll be pushing for selection without a doubt. I might throw out a bold prediction. I reckon he'll win a game with a field goal this year, Shaq Mitchell. <laughs> there you go. And uh, um, one of the big off-season surprises, Brownie, um, was Sean Kepi. 79 first-grade games for Manly. And you spoke about aggression and, and, and coming in hard. Um, I think he fits the bill. He's big, he's strong, he's mm. aggressive. He gives away penalties, which we don't mind. He's an intimidating sort of player. Well, hopefully he can lead the way in that area, chaps, because we definitely need it. Other teams seem to win a, win that area against us every week and we just don't seem to be aggressive enough. And I'm sure the coaching staff and the players know it themselves and hopefully Sean Kepi can lead the way in that area and 
I really like him as a player. I think it's a very good signing. It gives us that little bit of extra depth there in the front row. And I'm uh, really looking forward to watching him play. And another rare player in the NRL who plays long minutes. Um, he can play, generally plays on an edge. But we, we've seen him play, I think he played 80 minutes against the Dogs when we were short. Keon Kalomatangi. I think I'd like to see him in the middle of the field this year. Yeah, don't be surprised if you Maybe do, not chaps. a prop, but, uh, you know. Maybe a 13. Yeah. Play, play a little bit of 13. Uh, give Cam a rest on the edge. But, yeah, don't be surprised if Keon starts the season in the middle this year. I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to training, chaps. You've been down there a couple of times. I went a couple of weeks ago, but there was only fitness. But, yeah, look, um, Keon, I think just to get his game back on track, he might need to get his hands on the ball a little bit more. Yeah, and Joy Arrow's another bloke who can who can jump in and play front row if we had to. I think he's had the number eight in his, his back a couple of times in the middle of the year before he got hurt. Um, look, second row, I think, um, look, from from what I see and at training and what I understand, Cam Murray, what we've seen in the Australian team at the back row, you get so much more out of him. Instead of having him getting flogged in the middle of the field, doing 50 tackles a week, Brownie, it takes away from his attacking game. He's a great attacking footballer playing one or two wide of the ruck, um, off, off running off Cody Walker, for example, running between defenders. He can break a tackle. He can ball play. Mm. Uh, and then you might only get him d- defending 22, 23 tackles. Mm. You can jump him in the middle for a little spell before halftime if you had to. But I'd love to see um, Cam jump in the back row this year. Well, look, I, I personally, I think he's one of the best 13s in the game. But I think he can be one of the best edge players in the game as well. And uh, I'm with you 100%, chaps. I'd like to see him play on an edge. Um, with the depth that we've got there now, playing at 13, like I just said, a key on Kalamatangi. And uh, we'll talk a bit, little bit about Talis Duncan in a couple of minutes. Uh, you've got Ben Lovett, who uh, is also, can also play on an edge. So there's a little bit of depth there now in the forwards where we can afford to play Cam on an edge. Yeah. And we're not going to lose that, that middle ruck speed uh, with the likes of Talis Duncan and Jai Arrow. And I think, sit, think about this, Brownie, parking him on the left-hand side. This is Cam Murray. So you've got Katie Walker on the left-hand side, Cam Murray, Jack Whiten, Alex Johnson, mm. Latrell out the back. Yeah. How many tries does AJ score with that mm. if, if we're heavy left? So if, we're, if we're holding another team in the middle, if not getting over the top of them, imagine the space we're going to have on the left-hand side. He'll break the record this year. He'll break the record, exactly right. Um, yep. and, and the other side of the field, I think Joy Arrow, uh, starting right edge back row, not a bad um, starting second row. Cam Murray, Joy Arrow, um, big minutes, aggressive, um, leads the way at training. Mm. We watch what he does at training, mate. He, he's a leader of this team. Love to see Joy out there on the right edge, mate. Yeah, that's, and look, it's going to be a totally different team if that's the way the coach goes because Cam and Jai have both, both been playing in the middle for the last couple of seasons. And if they put them on the edge, I like it, chaps. I like the idea uh, both of them players playing on an edge and putting a couple other players in the middle. Well, I'm not saying we got predictable, but I think our edge back rows become decoys too much. And if you've got those two blokes running hard lines and they actually get the ball early in a contest... Mm. Um, who knows what that, what sort of space that opens up. Well, you've seen a try Cam scored to equal the record of the great Ron Coote mm. in test matches. Uh, he hit a nice line, and that was the 80th minute, chaps. He's still hitting lines at the 80th minute. Yeah, I because just... he's been conserved that energy without having to do 
50 tackles, 49 tackles, 48 tackles. That's what he was averaging last year. He just, every time I looked at the stat sheet, I said, you're kidding. He, he, he's done another 48. Chaps, you've sold me. Cam and Jai on the edge. And look, and looking at the depth there, we know Keon, um, he's been playing there. Hosty, who runs a nice line, um, a big body. Benny Lovett, the young upstart who, who debuted last year, he's going to be there. Chi Cam, who's a real versatile player. Didn't mention him in, as a depth in the centres, but we know he... He has been able to do that, a real veteran of the team. Well, with the, with the depth that we've got there now, chaps, we probably don't need Cheekham to play that position. We can, he can concentrate on his back row. Yeah, we certainly can. Um, Jackie Whiten, we know he, he, can, he can step one, one position in closer to the middle. He's capable of doing that. I don't, I, I don't know if I want to see him there, to be honest. I'd really like to see him left centre there. Mm. Um, Tassie's had to do it against the Bulldogs. I think he played 70-odd minutes. Um, the left edge back row, so um, we know he loves the collision and he loves the workload. Well, chaps, I'm, I think he'll be in the 17. Now, um, if you go by the centre pairing that we nominated just earlier, uh, I think Isaiah Tass will find him on the bench playing that edge back row backup player and I just think he's, uh, he's too good to leave out and like you said, chaps, he played 80 minutes there against the Bulldogs and got the player's player. Yeah. So he, he's got a high work rate. He loves the tough carries. You see that when he plays uh, you know, uh, in the centres. His carries are unbelievable. And he runs for over 200 metres just about every game. Well, he's no pretty centre, put it that way. If you tackle one and two, it's very rare he doesn't do the first hit-up. In, in first or second hit-up of our set come on off, off, off yardage. So um, we know he rolls the sleeve up. And again, we, we've been speaking about wild cards. This bloke here, he's got the absolute textbook um, frame for an edge-back rower. I go back to Trent Waterhouse. If you were going to cut out an edge-back rower, that's exactly the mould that this bloke's in. Country boy, great family. We've spent time with the family up there mm. in Bulladila, up in the beautiful Pulashula Ranges. But um, <laughs> um, Tommy Fletcher had a couple of little niggles um, over the last um, 12 months, but I'd like to see him um, progress. And at least play a reserve grade next year, if not knock on the door for first grade. Yeah, I think it'd be definitely knocking on the door, chaps, around representative time, uh, injuries. I think Thomas Fletcher will get an opportunity next year. He's, like you said, he's got a big frame on him. Uh, he's got a great work rate. And once again, this, these young kids are coming off the back of a couple of injuries throughout the last season. So they're going to be keen to they'll want to play some footy. And I think he'll be a regular starter in the New South Wales Cup team. And don't be surprised to see him make his debut next year. Yeah, there you go. Um, the lock position, we've sort of touched on a bit. Um, Cam Murray's been our lock for um, a, a long time. Um, Jai Arrow's spent a bit of time at lock. But Keon's the wild card, I think. They're going to move him into the middle um, from all indications um, that they might. Keon could be um, starting lock there, Brownie. Well, I, I think it's a good move, chaps. He's got so, soft hands too. Can, yeah, um, he's got Keon. a nice hand. He, he can play that link man uh, out the back like Cam does. And I think a big body, it'll just strengthen our pack. It'll increase the size of our pack. It'll increase the aggression in our pack. Um, I, I just think it's a good move. And look, this is only our uh, assumption of, of the team. Uh, it's not what the team is going to be, but we're just putting a couple of little feelers out there. And I think Keon will be a, a really good 13. And um, look, he's only eight. I think he's played... Uh, he eight, fancies 82. himself as a ball player. He does, yeah. <laughs> he, he likes to um, play a bit of ball there. We've seen him um, play a bit of ball over the years. Now, he's only 18 games short of 100. So he's going to bring up his 100 games, mate. He's 
he's a um, valuable memory of the team. That's when you start to get the best out of forwards, mate. Yeah, and, and we spoke of players that lost a little bit of form towards the end of the season, and, I, and I'm sure Keon will be the first to admit he lost a little bit of form, but went over and played in that uh, test series uh, we just spoke about against the Poms. I thought he was really good. But, chaps, we've got to remember, he had a blinder in the, st the last state of origin, and I, I know he played on the edge, but we've got to get him back to that form. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure Madge is having a look at that, mate. Um, look, we've, we've, we haven't spoken about this bloke yet, but um, had one of the highlights of our year last year, scoring a try after kickoff, and we were down by a couple of tries against the Dogs. I know we were out there. Talos Duncan, um, he's a good-looking good looking young kid too, um, no doubt about it. He is going to be getting bigger and stronger this offseason, getting a bit more meat around the bone, so to speak. He could possibly be a starting lock at some stage this year. Well, without a doubt, uh, come representative time, state of origin, if we've got Keon and Cam uh, and Jai Arrow, uh, Talis Duncan is the obvious choice. And to be honest with you, I think he'll be in the starting 17 uh, come round one. I think he's that good a player. Um, he's got a high work rate. He plays a little bit like Cam Murray. He plays that link man and he's, he likes to get his hands on the ball. Um, you know, two, three, four times in every set of six. So I think he'll be in the top 17 uh, come round one. And yeah, he's a talent, this kid. This 17 looks like it's a big 17, Brownie. Um, no. <laughs> I'm so, only going to fit 17 in there. Saliva Havili is um, someone who's come in and done a job for us, a real pro, been around a long time, um, come through the Warriors system um, many, many moons ago. And um, he'll, he can also jump in and play lock at a pinch. He's going to come up in our next little 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 phase there in the hooker position as well. Um, we'll, we'll go straight to hooker. Damien Cook, um, the veteran hooker, fit as a fiddle, gets through a mountain of work in the middle of the field, can explode onto the ball um, when, when given the opportunity. Um, we like, um, Getting on a little bit now, but has not lost any of his football from what I've seen the last couple of years. Well, once again, he's the incumbent state of origin hooker, isn't he? He played that uh, last game in round three where Cody, Cookie and Keon got the opportunity and uh, did a tremendous job. Uh, Cookie needs his forwards going forward. He needs quick play the balls. And when we get that and complete our sets, Cookie's one of the most dangerous hookers in the competition. And uh, if we can uh, get that area right... Well, Cookie will be in for a big year. He's very durable. He never misses games, does he, through injury? Never. He, I think he debuted as a 23, 24-year-old. Brownie, he's seven games short of 200. Yeah. Um, that's the NRL games because he did play a couple for the Dogs. He's 16 games shy of playing 200 for South. Not that many pe people have played 200 for South. So mm. he's um, getting up there in, in that sort of respect, mate. The other one is Peter Mamazoulis, who, who was, I thought he was outstanding at the back end of the year of New South Wales Cup. Um, he might get a little bit impatient there, Pete. He's sitting behind a real top hooker there. I'm hoping he gets some sort of opportunity if they can work him into a role, a 14 role at some stage. Or, um, I mean, otherwise, if Cookie doesn't get selected for State of Origin this year, um, I, I don't see how he gets a run. Yeah, well, look, uh, obviously um, injuries will come into uh, consideration. But, yeah, very rarely does Cookie drop form, does he? So, um, look, it's Peter's just got to... Because he's a real specialist hooker, Pete. I don't know if he if he jumps into any other position. Like a Liver Havili who can play lock, mm. um, he can play uh, middle as well. Like yeah, a, that's like right. A, um, the beauty about um, Peter Mamazelis, he, he's, he's, he's age. He's only a young kid. He's a local junior. He loves the club. 
that obviously he thinks he's a first grade player and he wants to play first grade every week uh, in the top grade. But um, yeah, it's just unfortunate he's behind a really good hooker at the moment. He's just got to bide his time. Yep, that's right, mate. I reckon Lockie could play hooker too. Um, look, you you know he'd handle the the defensive role in the middle. Um, we seen him last week um, with, with the shirt off, and I tell you what, I, I thought it was Josh Mansour. You know, he was just big, <laughs> strong. He's got the he's absolutely rigtastic. Don't worry about that. Well, just de- yeah, depending on which way the coaching staff go with number seven, um, if they decide to. Throw a couple of different options there. Well, Ilias is a perfect opportunity for 14. Like you said, Chaps, he can play a, a number of positions. And that's the benefit we've got with the depth of this squad. You said it at the start. It's very well balanced. We've got a number of players that can play different positions. And Ilias is one of them. Mate, um, just just going through it, we're, we're pretty deep, Brownie, now that I'm really going for blokes like Havili, um, you know, who make most 17s. Uh, he, he could miss out. Talis Duncan could miss out um, on a 17. Um, look, there's, you know, you, you got your, your Shacks, Kepis, Daniel Saluka Fafida didn't mention him. He, he, he'd be back in the middle of the year. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be a tough job. And we've got those NRL development blokes, the, the dev players. That's Thomas Fletcher, Jacob Gayguy, bit of an older one. You don't see too many ones, a little bit older, but a real powerful centre. Can jump back at fullback in a pinch. I'm sure he could play on the wing. Richie Kenner. Uh, I was a bit of a surprise to see him on the list there, taking up a, a dev, dev spot there. But Richie, every time we brought him into first grade, he's done a job. He's had mm. a couple of hat-tricks in first grade, yeah. filling in for for um, old mate AJ. Alex Johnson. And uh, Liam LeBlanc come down, a, a small middle forward who just puts his body on the line every week, looking t- to see what he can do at the back end of an NRL preseason. Hazen Millers is the other one. And Dion Tuipa, who we've already spoken about, Brownie. Yeah, some exciting young talent there, mixed with a little bit of experience, like you said, chaps. And really uh, looking forward to watching Thomas Fletcher, uh, the young kids, Liam LeBlanc, Hazen Mellers, and Dion Tiapa, who we've spoke about just earlier. I think they're a real talent. And it just proves that the Pathways are, are really doing a good job. Um, Credit to Joe O'Callaghan. Uh, he's had his fingerprints all over these young kids coming through the the system and really looking forward to watching them play in 2024. And um, NRL pre-season train and trial. There's nine players selected here. Adam Christensen, now he's from the Burley Bears. He's that really rangy, wide-running back rower. Um, I believe he's been quite impressive in pre-season. Emmanuel DiBartolo, who has come through the system. I think he went to Manly at one stage, came back. Very talented sportsman. I think he can play a couple of sports, Manny. I spoke to uh, the great Jimmy Olsen today, who was a coach at the Coogee Wombats when Davey Mawali played. and um, Louis Grosimi was part of that team. And he said Emmanuel Di Bartolo was in that squad as well. So, yeah. Um, Versatile. Can play middle. Well, I think he played in that grand final too, the um, Maddo Tigers. I think he represented them this year. So, look, fantastic for him. He will start in that Jersey flag age group by the looks of it. So once um, he gets released back to them, he'll be a big boost to, to Tippy O'Connell's squad. The other one's Aiden, Aiden Doolan, uh, a pommy hooker, come out from Warrington, and he'd be in the Jersey flag age group. He's come out in unbelievable condition from what I've told, come out ready from day one pre-season. He was one of the fittest blokes in the squad straight off the back. So that's a... That's um, nice to hear that, Brownie. Well, that's what you want from your young players who are 
They're coming from a different country, looking for an opportunity, and they want to hit the ground running, chaps. And uh, once again, he'll start in that jersey flag competition, but uh, with a obviously an opportunity to make uh, his way up into the New South Wales Cup. Is and that's where we're going to talk about the next player, Brock Gray. What a season he had, chaps, mm. at the back end of last year, winning that New South Wales Cup uh, grand final. A local junior, mascot boy, been around the traps a little bit, um, just travelled a, a little bit in terms of his football career. Uh, his brother Aaron Gray played at the club. He was an exciting winger. Brock Gray, big, tall, rangy front rower. Like you said, got a great little build for uh, uh, a front rower. And uh, don't be surprised if he, he can uh, make a debut this year as well. Well, I don't think it's a big statement to say that um, I don't think South Sydney would have seen him in the position he is now. I think he was just coming in to play New South Wales Cup, a um, bit of a rotation in the forwards. In the end, he was a starting front rower, and him and Shaq were probably the best two front rowers in the comp by the end of the year. And now he's found, it, found himself on a training trial. So, look, look, in a rugby league season, you never know what can happen. And Brock Ray's a um, shining example of that, mate. I, I, I love watching Brocky and um, look forward to seeing him playing again next year. He'll be a great. Real, real spearhead of that New South Wales Cup team. That's where he'll start. Yeah, a great footballing family as well. His dad, Brian, was involved with the Roosters for a very long time on the coaching staff. Yep. Um, yeah, really good family. And, uh, yeah, I wish him all the best, Brock. And the other ones are Townsville Blackhawks. Now, they're not going to play reserve grade for us. They'll, they're coming down to do a pre-season. They're going to shoot back up to Townsville and go back more professional, bigger and better. And it's only going to be um, of benefit to that Blackhawks team. But I think I believe we can well, that's what the relationship's reach all back about. and use them if we, you know, if we need a reserve grade and we're struggling for players and we want to get them outside our top 30, we can grab a player from the Blackhawks or, or our, a couple of our train and trial boys from, from the Reggies. I'll go through them. Nicholas uh, Halilo, he's actually played New South Wales Cup for the Warriors. Then he went back up to um, the Queensland Cup last year. So he's a big unit um, up from all reports. He's doing all right. Now, it's been hard for them to come in and do to go from New South Wales Cup to do an NRL preseason. It's not an easy jump. Um, so they're probably learning uh, a few things along the way. The other one's Richard Halani, I think it is. Excuse the um, pronunciation. He's a big front rower. First time in this environment training. So he came from probably more in the lower grades, like a Ron Massey Cup level up there. So he's um, had a big learning curve, but he's, he's getting exposure to some um, great, great players. Like training a long time, blokes like Latrell Mitchell. What, what a dream for these blokes. Um, mm. um, the next one on the list there is Cade. Um, what's Cade, Cade Maloney. Cade Maloney. Um, I believe he's had a couple of slight injuries. The other one's Harry Quinlan. He's had a calf strain as well, so he's, he looks pretty um, pretty likely customer in the gym there. The other one who is a real talent come down from Queensland is Nazareth Taua. Uh, I believe he's a big hitter and he's really impressed the coaches. He's only at the SG ball level, Brownie. Mm. So he's only 18 years of age. He's coming to have chuck his body around against the big blokes. So um, what an opportunity it is for, for Nazareth. And like you said, chaps, it's uh, the experience that they're getting week in, week out, training with those superstars, players that they would have looked up to many, for many, many years, uh, especially that young kid from uh, the SG ball, Nazareth, uh, big forward. I think he is. Is he a forward, chaps? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's a front rower, mate. Yep. Well, there um, you go. You know, learning off the likes of... Tom Burgess, Jr. to Toller. And, um, I mean, we just spoke about Tom before. He was playing test matches only a couple of weeks ago. And 
Now uh, the young that, bucks coming in, putting yeah. shots on, mate. Don't worry about right. that. Um, yeah, the, the the boys would love to see that, and just that little bit of enthusiasm and, and youth and stuff in and around the squad could not hurt. Now New South Wales Cup, coached by Joey O'Callaghan, but you can imagine Joe being an assistant coach. Um, if you look at the schedule, there's times where he's not going to be able to be there. So it'll be um, Jason Dorothy is going to be um, running the system while he's not there. So he's sort of like the assistant slash um, head coach. Um, yeah, and they're in good hands when uh, Jason, another JD, well, we can call him JD number two, I suppose. But when Jason Dorothy takes over, he's uh, um, he was involved in the, the team last year. He was on the coaching staff for the last couple of years. And I'm sure... Joe O'Callaghan will have no problem releasing the team to JD number two. <laughs> yeah, JD two, yeah, no doubt about it. Look, um, just have a look at that squad. A lot of them are coming back for the um, second year. Um, they played a, a sprinkling of games. Some of them played big minutes. Some played in the grand final. You know, you guys like your Matty Frenches. It's good to see him. Your Ling Gordon, the old Budster. But, um, look, you might see a familiar name on the list here. Braden Burns who's come back to take up a role at South Cares, a bit like Buddy Gordon, and maybe part of his contract he's going to be jumping in there. What, what, what an addition he is to oh, the New South Wales Cup look, team. Still got plenty to offer, Braden right. Burns. I thought uh, he played a couple of games there last year for the Bulldogs. I thought he was quite good. He handled his own uh, in the top grade. And, yeah, mate, he'll be a, a great um, inclusion into this New South Wales Cup squad. I've watched him train down there, and um, I've overheard him say, look, I'm, I'm not here to muck around. I'm here to... I'm here to have a real crack. So he, he's come down. He's leading all the training sessions down there for well, the look, boys. Uh, um, he, he's a he's a talent. I remember him in the flag. No, he might have been the flag team for Penrith. He scored six tries in one game, Brent. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a talent. So oh, yeah. he's very talented. And like, like I said, um, I, I thought he was outstanding uh, in the couple of games that he played last year. Yep, certainly is another one there. We talked spoke about Brock Gray. There's a Jai Gray. They're not related. Ryan Gray. Brownie, guess what? He's not related to either of them either. But uh, Ryan Gray, he's come over from the Bulldog system there. It's a grey area. It's a grey. It could be a grey area in the ruck, mate. But um, uh, the crafty number nine, um, he's going to add good depth to um, people like Peter Mamazoulis and um, and also Damien Cook. He's going to put some pressure on there. He played in reserve grade for the Doggies last year. I think he progressed through from the flag age group. So he's one to keep an eye out for. Um, you'll also, if you cast your eye a little bit further down, one of the greatest athletes Australia has ever seen, Anthony Mundine. His son, CJ Mundine, I've seen him down there. He's not the tallest bloke either, a bit like his father, but he's really thick. He's, I reckon he's got 10, 15 kilos on his dad. Um, he's one to look out for. Can play out wide, can play at fullback. He's a bit of a talent. And also, Did he come from the Dragons? Yeah, he, he, he was with us. He went over the Dragons. I think he's played a little bit with um, the Redfin All Blacks and... Uh, a few of those A-grade teams, so he's one to look out for, boys. Jared Sublu, who came over to play with us last year and missed the entire season with an injury, so mm. and um, hopefully Jarrett can get the job done there. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? There? Oh, Tyrell Kayla Kalo broke his leg down there in Canberra this year, so I'm glad to see um, he hasn't left the club at all, um, Brownie. Well, he's another player that's come through the pathway system that they've got big wraps on, and like you said, chaps, uh, a serious leg injury uh, put him out for the season and hopefully he can have a really, really good off-season and uh, really show, you know, the form that he showed early on. Yep, we've also grabbed another um, middle forward from the Canterbury Bulldogs club. Now, we know his father, Brownie, 
He happened to run the canoe out there at the wharves. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was a good man. Angelo, yeah. Um, Poppy's Cafe had at Matraville there for 20-odd years. You might remember Poppy's Cafe. Jeez, they did a good bacon egg roll there, Brown. Yeah, and, and, a, and a coffee. And, and a uh, coffee. Or some fr- fresh donuts too. Um, look, Billy um, Shrikas. Oh, sorry if I got the name wrong. But, yeah, look, he, he made his debut for the Bulldogs when they were struggling over the last couple of years. He's a front rower. Um, he came through the Penrith system. Spent a lot of time out there at Penrith. Um, was at the Dogs. He played two first-grade games. I remember his debut against the Broncos up there. They flew the whole family up the dogs. And it was a real emotional yeah. um, speech from he, from his dad and what he's been through and everything like that. And, look, he's looking for an opportunity. Well, look, we um, we put a post up on one of our social media's uh, platforms the other day and a big thank you to Brendan Taliski for that, uh, talking about the great Phil Gould. Now, Phil Gould has had a lot to do with this young kid. He, he brought him from Penrith to the Bulldogs. Now, we've said... Phil Gould has got one of the greatest minds in rugby league, I believe, and uh, for him to show faith and, and take Billy to the Bulldogs, um, he must show something. And uh, now he's here at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So it's just a bit unfortunate with the Bulldogs. They'd signed so many players, so they had to let go of some of their players. And mm. unfortunately, Billy was one of them. He had a really good season last year in the New South Wales Cup. And like you said, chaps, uh, that debut was outstanding. Certainly was. Um there's another one on the list there, Bear Williams. Now, I believe it had Russell Crowe's mitts all over this one. Rusty sort of recommended this bloke. He's from the UK, born in Paddington. Um, I think that's a fair suburb over there in London. Down in London, yeah. Yeah, yeah not a bad spot. Jeez, um, they don't get many players coming out of London playing rugby league. Well, so. he, he played a lot of union, I think. Okay, uh, yeah. Played a lot of union over there. Played a bit of league. And he's coming over here an opportunity. I suppose if you wanted to give play a player... Comp- so is that his real name? Paddington Bear? He's from Paddington? Well, that's it. it it's Bear Williams from Paddington. Bear so, yeah, it? well... Yeah, that's, uh, Let's call him uh, there's, there's something in that. Well, <laughs> And, um, yeah, anyway, so he's a bit like a Benny Lovett from looking at him. Shorter sort of front rower, edge back rower, pretty thick. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see him... Um, plying his trade there. You've got the New South Wales Cup A-grade portability, which just means we can reach back on them if we have any injury crisis. Chase Robinson's one to look out for. Very explosive fullback. Now, all these kids have uh, been playing in the South Juniors, haven't they? And they've gone yeah. back and taken one player from just about every club. Now, there's a name there that sort of pricks up if you're a mad South man like we are. Jake Trendle from the Alexandria Rovers. They're actually A-reserves, and he steered them home, put on the winning play, and that's actually the son of Daryl Tricky Trindle, South Sydney legend, former captain. He done it all with the bunnies through the late 90s. Yeah, what a what an exciting player he was, Jake. Probably not at the level that uh, Tricky's at, his old man, but um, he'll get the opportunity. He's, like you said, chaps, he steered the Alexandria Rovers to a premiership title. It was his try in the final dying second that won him the game. And he was, uh, he was good all year for them especially at that level at the A-reserves. And he'll take a lot out of this, uh, training with the New South Wales Cup team. And obviously there's an opportunity there for a halfback position. No doubt about it, mate. Moving on to the jersey flag, that's um, Chris O'Connell's team. That's Tippy, um, who did a pretty good job with them, but they just ran out of um, puff at the back end of the back end of the season there with a few injuries. So I think Joe's gone and Benny Hill and the boys are gone and cast the net far and wide They've gone for a bit more size and going down and watch all the pathways train at different stages, Brownie. They're the biggest team 
Um, no doubt about it. Probably the biggest flag team I might have ever seen from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, to be honest. Well, that's what you need at that level. Uh, we spoke about it many times last year, chaps, when we were watching the Jersey flag uh, against the other clubs. We were sort of like getting manhandled and, and oversized from the other teams. And uh, gaining a little bit of size is only going to be beneficial for the team and obviously the experience of the players that are playing in their second year there. Yep. Um, big uh, Dream Lole Ningima. He's going to be um, in the middle. Daniel Matatango, uh, another big front rower. Good size. They, they, they've been with us already, but they just look like they put on 10 kilos or even 20 since we last seen them. Um, they're just a big size. Uh, Noah Reed, who's played from the Parramatta Eels Pathways, he looks like a, a good find. Um, Toby Sullivan, another uh, middle forward we got up from Queensland. He looks um, one to look out for. You might notice a few um, names that you're familiar with. Jordan Plath, he is the son of former Broncos legend. Um, Johnny Plath, who's a real character, Brownie. Yeah, um, he was a great player, what, Plath. He uh, yeah, great niggler. Always played off the bench uh, for the Brisbane Broncos in their glorious years back in the late 80s, you know, through the 90s. Johnny Plath, yeah, he was a really good number 14. And I'm sure he they signed, uh, I mean, the... Dolphins signed him, so we must have secured him from the Dolphins, I'd say, chaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, look, look, looking at, they were doing the Broncos the other day, the fitness tests, and Louis Grosme right at the top, um, looking good. Well, um, Louis, uh, real fit, middle forward, who, who he's probably looking to play some minutes. Well, just talking about that, chaps, he played a lot of middle last year, but I, I believe he come through the junior ranks as an edge player. So he might get that opportunity to push back out to the edge in his natural position with the signings of these new young middle forwards. Yep, he certainly will. Um, there's another player there, Zach McConnell, a local Wombats kid. Come through that team you're talking about, Davey Mowali, um, Manny Bartolo, Archie Donnelly, Sawali. Um, look, he's um, he came with that great Wombat sign, coached by Jimmy's. Um, Olsen, but look at the moment he's trialling with the Rugby Sevens, international team Ireland. So he hasn't come down to training yet, but if he makes that Irish side, we, we won't touch him. But if he if he doesn't make the Irish side, which wouldn't be easy, Ireland, just about the number one sport in uh, um, Ireland is rugby. So mm. this is the sort of talent this bloke is. He'll jump back in. He's an outside back and he can move. Don't worry about that. And young Mitchell Reeve there, chaps, come off a serious knee injury. He's back into the groove. Yeah, um, at a, he's an outside back, Mitchie. He had a tough injury early in the season. But to see him, him fight back and battle his way back, because he's just one of them kids that he might not be the most talented kid in the squad, but I can tell you what, he absolutely loves rugby league and he's a mental South fan. Mm. Um, he's one to follow. He's, he's one I'm really rooting for. And Archie Donnelly, that's out of the same mould. Just not the biggest player, but oh. geez, he plays with his heart on his sleeve. And uh, congratulations to Archie. He's got a little deal there with the uh, Rabbitohs. And looking forward to watching him go. Uh, he got players player last year. That's how much uh, the players love him. Yeah, he certainly did. Now, just looking, they've got a few training trial blokes. And a bloke who's stood out from what I've been told is another son of a former halfback of the Rabbitohs, Jack Field, son of Craig Field, who probably in the three or four most talented halfbacks I've seen come out of the South Sydney district. Yeah, Craig Field. Yeah, so. very, uh, very talented player. Went on to play at a couple of different clubs. Fieldy, I think he played in a grand final for the uh, Manly Sea Eagles. But, yeah, very talented kid, this Jack Field. He's been a 
plying his trade up there uh, in the Queensland competition and holding his own as a young kid playing in the top grade. Yeah, he's got good speed. He's got good vision. He's got a good kicking game. Uh, there's a lot to like about Jack. I can't wait to watch him trial. There's a few trials coming up, which we'll get to later. I'm going to make sure I get myself out to those if I'm not working, if Stevedoring doesn't get in the way, which it, it can from time to time. Um, SG Ball, that's the under-19 side. There's a squad there of 36, uh, without going through all of them. The 120-kilo wrecking ball who's come down from North Queensland, you might have read about this kid, Jason um, Harley, H-A-L-L-I-E. Mate, he terrorised teams up in the Queensland competition, including played A-grade last year against George Burgers. Wow. Um, grand final hero from 2014, Brownie. Yeah, well, that's... Uh that's some mean feat playing against them Burgess boys because they are monstrous. But, yeah, just going back to this squad, chaps, so just looking over it, uh, a lot of names there that were there last year. They're playing their second year in the S3 ball, and that's always a positive thing, and uh, they'll take the season with confidence. Um, yeah, but uh, it's a good-looking squad, and uh, there's plenty of numbers there. Yeah, Tyrone McCarthy's going to be the coach here. He's an English bloke, come out. He debuted for Warrington over there in first grade, played a bit of lower grades at the um, Illawarra Cutters when JD was there. That's the connection. He went up to North Queensland with all that crew. Look, I, I believe he's had a few injuries in the preseason so far, so um, apparently the rehab squad and physios have been working overtime to get this mob uh, whipped into shape. But I, um, I really like the look of uh, the halfback oh, chaps. Oh, so do I, yeah. Matthew Humphreys, you're probably going to talk about him now. He's got a really good kicking game. Uh, he's an organiser and really looking forward to him taking the next jump. And I'm really looking to, uh, excited to watch the likes of uh, the young Ruggless boy, Zane Ruggless. Had a couple of injuries over the last couple of seasons. Uh, played in the Curry knockout. He was really strong in that Curry knockout at the end of the year last year or, or this year. Um, so really looking forward to him maybe partnering Matthew Humphreys in the halves. Yep. Um, I'm sure he's, he's going to put his hand up there. No doubt about that. Look, another exciting prospect there is Fetawaki Lua. Very impressive um, jumping up. They're all going to be first year, these guys. That's Fetawaki Lua and Matt Humphreys. Um, um, Cusco, the winger. You've also got Charlie Man, Charlie Point, and the two Charlies. They're going to step up in age, so hopefully they can handle that um, jump. And um, there's also another bloke come down from Queensland. He was snapped out of the schoolboy system last year. Mark Nosa, big, tall, rangy fullback. Look out to him. Look out for him to make an impact, Brownie, um, next season. Um, also, wouldn't mind seeing Zane Ruggles um, get some time on the field. Been plagued by knee injuries, growth plates put in. Um, he's come, tried to come back late last year, but his timing was a little bit out. Um, hopefully he can get himself on the paddock because he is one of the toughest kids in that whole age group, believe me. Yeah, you don't want to take him on. Yeah, and we're talking about aggression. and uh, He's <laughs> got plenty of that. Zane, he's probably just got to tone it down a little bit in stages, but <laughs> he's got a lot of talent. He's just exactly like his old man. His old man was a tough bastard. Troy uh, played a lot of... Lower grades with the Roosters. Uh, he was a South junior, but, yeah, they're one tough family, and his brother goes all right too, Kobe. Yeah, he certainly does, mate. Um, look, looking at the Harold Matthews um, under-17s, they've got a really well-balanced squad again. Uh, maybe on paper the best team we've got in the pathways, to be honest. Um, I'm expecting them to be right up the top of the table there. Brownie, when the whips are cracking, there's just um, you've got guys like Tomoko Berriman-Duff, 
who's just a pure athlete. He, he Oztag freak. I think he's done a bit of athletics. His second year, um, he, he was impressive last year. So I don't know what he's going to be like this year in his actual own age group. Mm. Uh, there's also <coughs> Taj um, Alfai Ferrani. I think he's a big monster center. I think he'll be first year Harold Matthews. So looking for him to make an impact. He's been tagged as one of the more talented guys. I watch a bit of footage on him, chaps, uh, on YouTube. He's a he's a talent. And, Monster uh, of a player, got a big body on him, um, good ball skills. Yeah, he's a player to watch. And, and then second year forwards as well, Tanaman. Um, he, he carts the ball up as, as strong and as tough as anyone. Christian Pacificala, second year in, looking forward to see them blokes. Um, they've recruited a couple of guys from outside the area, so we'll see we'll see um, how that one pans out there. I think Darcy Feltham. He'd be challenging for a fullback spot. Really rangy, quick guy. There's a PNG kid in there, Brownie, who's been labelled Justin Olam like. Now they're saying he might have to bring his birth certificate to some of the games because he does look <laughs> he does look 35, but he's only in the under 17s. His name's uh, Christopher Petrus, so he is big and as strong and as hard as uh, you would like at that age group. So and, and also you got the Lockie Moses too, who's a, a second year guy. Mm. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention him. I got sent some schoolboy tape of him this year from his father. And the soft hands on this big middle forward or edge back rower, or he'd probably end up being a lock. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, his vision mm. just to hit the right player. Like he's almost got the um, the vision and the ball skills of a Cody Walker, but he's a forward. Mm. Um, and that's what you need, chaps. You need a couple of them players uh, in your squad. Match winners, you know. Another kid to look out for. He's a local junior from the Southeastern Seagulls. Ethan Doak, he's a massive kid. He loves training. He's very fit. Um, he had a really good season last year in the, in the juniors and don't be surprised. Very humble kid, mate. Very yeah. humble. Yeah, don't be surprised if you see him starting in the forward pack as well. Yep, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Now we've got the, the women's pathways. We've got the three teams. We've got the New South Wales women's premiership team. We've got 29 players in the squad, and it looks like there's a couple of pay, 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 sorry, a couple of players coming back. Paige um, Knapp, she was really good last year. Um, look, just gazing over that side, it's looking like a little bit bigger and more professional. Uh, Josephine Majors, she was a really strong centre last year, Brandon, which we called a few of the games. Well, they've put a lot of work into the women's game over the last couple of season, chaps, with the Lisa Fiola. Mm. Um, obviously, the goal is to have a team in the Harvey Norman women's. Uh, hopefully that'll come within a couple of years and the development of all these players. Young Seniva Sayanga, who's been in the system for a couple of years, she just represented Fiji in the Pacific Championships uh, only okay, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. She's a little halfback, a great little Fijian player. Um, but like you said, chaps, yeah, there's a lot of names there that were there last year and, uh, yeah, it's, they're really good to watch. One player to look out for coming into the squad, Comes from the Illawarra region, played for the Dragons. I think she played for Cronulla. Is Michaela Langer, a very speedy player and, and a very professional young lady. Her first opportunity in the red and green. Her old man, Scotty, big Dragons fan. So we're hoping to drag him over this year, <laughs> over to the light and get away from the dark side. We'll have mate. to get him a shirt, eh? A, a red and green shirt. Oh, we, we reckon he's on board. He's been talking about Jack White and all that at work. So yeah. we, we've got him on board. <laughs> um, Tasha Gale, the under-19 side. They were pretty impressive last year at stages. Some of the players to look out for there. 
Um, looks like you got Kiani Duckett. She's a, she's a real talent, um, Kiani Duckett. Now, pro- look, there's a rap on her that said, she look, she could play for Australia in five different positions. This is how skillful this girl is. Um, I, I remember watching a under-9s game. My son was playing the game before, and I, I, I had to ask someone, I said, who's that? What, what's going on here? Was it, she was playing with the boys, and she was just easily, by the length of the Flemington straight, the best player on the field. Yeah. Ball playing, holding in two hands, blowing them away on the outside, agility, stepping, um, just real football smart. Mm. So I'm glad to see her progress. And Chanel Lyons is another talent there. Chaps, uh, who's on the list? She recently signed a contract with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I played with her dad, Kyle. She's a local LARPA Roos girl. Yep. Uh, Kyle was a very talented player himself and related to the Lions family from out there at LARPA Roos. And oh, geez, no better talent than them. Unbelievable talent, Graham Lyons, mate. Um, yeah, even his brothers, Mudgee. And oh, yeah, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Christopher. Yeah, yeah. rest he, in peace, mate. But rest in peace, EP. Yeah, yeah. great, great rugby league family. Um, they still go down and support the local team and um, when their A grade's on and all that. Um, Lenise Wright, um, a Queensland schoolgirl, is another one to look out for there on the tip sheet. Now, flipping it over to the Lisa Fiola. There's a couple of names there, that um, surnames that might tickle your fancy. I've tried to get a bit more information but couldn't. April Chapel, no relation to Greg, Ian, Trevor or Grant. <laughs> um, well done, April. Um, you've got a big fan there. Um, in myself, but there is a, a girl who, her name is Kiara McGregor. She's a 5'8 halfback who's got the skill of Craig Tugger-Kyle, and she could progress right through to the Harvey Norman's women's, mm. um, all within a 12-month period, and she's not. She's only 17. 17, well, that's a big jump, chaps, she and could big be raps anything. on Kiara, so make sure you get out there uh, in these trial matches, which we will announce in a couple of minutes' time and watch Kiara McGregor go around. That's a big rap, chaps, uh, jumping a couple of grades in one year. And once again, this is the future of the women's game, this Lisa Fiola Cup, under-17s. Uh, they've been you know, playing in the junior league uh, for the last couple of years. And, uh, yeah, now they get their opportunity to play at this level. And Buddy Gordon's daughter, a liar, um, Gordon. She'll be um, getting amongst it. So there's a few few names there to look out for. There's a Talanoa in there, Brownie. Michaela Talanoa. I'm not sure if she's related to Mark or our most recent guest. Yeah, for for Tooley, yeah. We'll have to send a message there to Tools and, and, and find out a little bit more. Definitely. About them. But, um, yeah, look, I mean, geez, I don't know how many names we've just gone through there, Brownie. But well, I don't want to – they might call us name droppers. That's how many names we've gone through there. We've gone through – um, three of the women's squads. Um, well, like the, fans, the fans like to know all, all the young players and all the young talent that are out there. They can listen to this. It is probably a little bit of, of a longer show, but um, I think it's important that we talk about these young kids because they are the future of the club. Now, the first trial uh, will be Saturday the 9th of December, only a couple of weeks away. It will be at the Sydney Academy of Sports at Narrabeen and it will be the under-16s development team, the Rabbitohs versus Sea Eagles and Natasha Gale will, mm. be playing the Rabbit- uh, will be playing the Knights. So that's the first trial for the Natasha Gale team. They're a good side, this 16s dev team. They're coached by none other than former Rabbitoh Ben Lowe and Georgie Katrib, who's, who's a reason good nick himself, Georgie. And they've been really impressed with the attitude of the young side. 
I bumped Georgie a bit at the school pickup, and Benny Lowe, their kids go to the same school as mine. So yeah. um, that's one. If you're over in that Northern Beaches area, you want to get out, get have a look at some of the next um, big things. We've got some great young, talented kids in in, in that those age groups. Get your eyes on them. Um, the next one, which we're going to try and get out to if we can, Brownie. Yeah. Um, is it Redfin Oval? I know I thought it could have been at Mascot this one in the previous years, but there, there's a big um, card there for you, Lisa Fiola. You got the Tasha Gale. Um, you got also got the 16s dev, the mats, and the ball. So there's a big slate of games on there. Even if you pop in for a little bit, you're going to see. And they're all um, playing against the Sharks. So yeah, uh, traditionally be... we've been playing them the last couple of years. We either play home or away. Yep. Um, last year was away. They've got a number. They've got a number of uh, lead-up games, haven't they, chaps? Uh, the SG Ball and all the pathways. Uh, Friday, the twelfth of January, uh, will be the next trial. So there will be a bit of a break over Christmas, sixteenth um, of December, then a break, twelfth of Jan, uh, next trial at Parker Reserve Penrith. Now we'll be going up there. There'll only be two teams going up there. The girls will be going up there. The Lisa, oh no, they're all going up there, chaps. Looks like, um, yeah. Well, on the on the thirteenth, the yep. boys are going up. So it's Matts are going to play a three-row trial with Penrith and the Titans. They must be staying out there at um, the beautiful Panthers Resort. I'd say the Panthers might put them up. And then our SG Ball will play a three-row trial as well with Panthers and the Titans, which we did it last year. But we did it with the Tigers and Panthers last year, from memory. At that was a Marshall and Fields at Mon Brownie. Yeah. And then on the twentieth of January. It looks like another touch-up again, Brianny. This game's coming over our brass razu, starting from Lisa Fiola against the Dogs. Um, there's a couple against the Tigers, and it goes right through. Yeah, there's a fair, fair slate of games. I've penciled in the, um, the Roosters trial now, Brianny. I've breaking news, mate. I'm not going to Vegas anymore. The interest rate rises and the right. the strikes out there at the the waterfront. Of, I've had to pull out, Brianny. It was too expensive. We might go another year or another time. Yeah, well, it's it's. Uh the way the economy is at the moment, it's the dollar's not great, but I'm booked in, I'm going. I'll be spending seven days in Vegas. I'll be driving from LA to Vegas. Uh, really looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the bill after it, but um, it's got to be done. I'll be there watching the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs play and um, it really, it's going to be a, a great trip, great seven days over there. There's going to be plenty of people uh, that we know and uh, really looking forward to it. But, chaps, it's been a big show. Oh, it's been a big show, mate. We and like just all that information that we just spoke about is on the South Sydney website as well. Yeah. Um, all the trial details, all the players. So if you want to look up a player, just jump on their website, um, the Rabbitohs, and you will find all the information there. But, chaps, what's uh, what's on next? Um, well... What for myself? I'm just going. I was just going to give the sponsors a plug here, Brownie. Yeah. This show can't be possible without the sponsors. Um, being able to flick us a bit of coin and upgrade our equipment. We're gonna we're gonna get a new laptop. Our laptop's playing up here. It doesn't know what's wrong with this bloody thing. The studio's not, not, not too far away. Uh, the studio's not too far away. I'd like to thank NG Farrow Real Estate Foundation sponsor, Daryl Lee um, Confectionery. A major sponsor there, South Juniors. Oh, geez, they've got, some, they've got some good chocolates coming out, chaps. Oh, they have, mate. Oh, the man. licorice twist. Oh, Couple I'm of packets a night for me. I'm on a strict diet, mate. I haven't touched any of that <laughs> stuff for a while. I actually made some shortbread cookies last night. And I, I had one, but geez, it was nice. Um, Dot Build, um, a great um, 
construction company there, if you want anything big or small, you give dot build a call, contact them through their Facebook page. Blast Pit, been keeping Chaps and Brownie and Good Nick for a long time. Bunnaby Water, they are jumping right on board next year. Oz Snow, which is a new sponsor, and we're meeting up with a new sponsor next week, Brownie, which I don't want to give too much details about, but um, they're, they're knocking the door down to, to get on and get behind the number one South Sydney Rabbitohs podcast and YouTube channel, mate. So are, uh, they knocking the, it, are they knocking it down so they can rebuild it again? No, they're knocking on the doors to come in and uh, um, jump on board. Put some bricks this in great it? great program. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be a brick sponsor. It might not be. <laughs> I don't want to give out too many details till we catch up and meet with them, but... We are the original uh, and first um, Rabbitohs radio podcast. There is no, there's no imitations. There's, there's nothing else out there like it. Um, there's been some pretty good traction on our social media pages lately, Brownie. Um, we'd like to thank Mark O. Sivers from the SS Almanac. Jump on uh, his webpage. He's been putting out some good articles. Put out one um, yesterday, Brownie. Yeah, he put out one about uh, a game that happened back in 1933 over in the UK. It was the first sevens game, chaps. It's just great South Sydney history. And the game was dominated by a couple of Rabbitohs players. And if you haven't read that article, go on to our Facebook pages. Uh, I've never heard of Instagram that. Instagram page. Never heard that Never story. heard of it. Never have I. Like Frank Curran, two-time premiership winner, was involved in it. Frank O'Connor, three-time premiership winner. Jack Y won four premierships. Yep. Uh, it's I a mean, great article and it's just great history. And Marco's going to do one of them for us every week, a little bit of South Sydney history. There's just so much history in this club that needs to be told. And, um, you know, some of the stories that he'll come out with, if you want to have a look at it yourself, like Chap said, go to his website, the South Sydney Almanac. It's got all the years there, all the players, all their details. You can find out a lot of history about the club and uh, he's doing an amazing job for us. And I want a big thank you to Brendan Talisky. He's been ongoing. His stories are great. They get great traction. Phil Gould this week, um, a real great piece on Phil Gould and just that little bit of appreciation that he played for us there in 1986. I wish he's hung around for another couple of years. I reckon we might have won the comp um, if he... Either in '87, '88, or '89, we we could have won it for sure had he hung around. Yeah, without a doubt, chaps. I rate him as the smartest brain in rugby league. Had the opportunity to play under him at Penrith. He was a coach, uh, very good coach. And look, his record speaks for itself. Um, he's a successful coach, a successful player. Uh, he's coached state of origin, probably the most um, consistent state of origin coach of all time. Oh, for the Blues, I think he's our best, yeah. And the success that Penrith are having now has got Phil Gould's fingerprints all over it. He was there 10 years ago setting all this academy up and developing these young kids that are coming through today. And let me tell you, keep an eye on the Bulldogs over the next couple of years because he's doing a great job there. Yep, no doubt about it. We might wrap this one up here. Um, we're getting into nearly an hour and 20 into it. So uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Up the mighty Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs.